This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, August 24, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. Establishing a fruitful dialogue with our political and ideological opponents means understanding their core concerns. In his new film about Congressman Thomas Massey of Kentucky, Matt Kibbe takes viewers off the grid to see what drives a man to live the way he does. In doing so, he hopes to spark a more productive conversation. I spoke with Kibbe in June about the film and about making ideological disagreements more productive. You've made a film about uh, 4th District U.S. Representative Thomas Massey. Um, I believe he was elected in 2012 for the first time. Yes. He represents Northern Kentucky. He is a Republican, I suppose. And um, I've had him on the, the Cato Daily Podcast a couple of times. And I remember asking him before we started uh, recording, I said, you're kind of a prepper, right? And he he sort of he backed up a little bit and he said, no, 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 no. I was a prepper before being a prepper was cool. And of course, that means like preparing for some unforeseen uh, large scale negative event. The zombie apop- apocalypse. <laughs> whatever it might yeah, whatever it might be. Yeah. But um he is you know, something of a something of a renaissance man. So what were you trying to get at in making uh this short film about him? It's funny you say that because his his home reminds me a little bit of vis- visiting Monticello. And he's he's an MIT graduate, he's an insanely smart engineer who created his own virtual reality company and sold it, I think, before he was probably 26 years old. And he moved back to Kentucky to live off the grid. And he is, uh, the in, in a lot of ways, the progressive environmentalist personified. He, he, he lives a carbon-neutral life. He generates most of his energy from um, solar panels on the roof of his house. He created his own water source and recycles water. He he raises his own cattle, and he's a local vor. He he grows his own food, and and he does this because he believes in self sustainable life, and he doesn't want to be dependent on the government for specifically electricity because he says that that cord, that umbilical cord that connects you to the grid is one way the government might control you. But we wanted to talk to him and, and get him to tell his story because I think, I think the, the seeming contradiction of a Tea Party Republican, um, a, a conservative, um, a libertarian, however you want to label him, is, is doing all the things that, that environmentalists wish that people would do, but he's doing it because he wants to be independent. And he's demonstrating in practice the, 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 the economy that comes with environmentalism, the conservation aspects of, of economy and, and, and pointing out in various aspects of the film how it is that, that big corporate um, beef, for instance, and the USDA prevents local producers from selling to their neighbors. And so that, that localism aspect the, the the self-sustainable aspect. I mean, he sounds like a progressive, but he's a conservative. And I, I love that confusion. I love that, that people walk away from this saying, I'm not sure who that guy is. Right. And, uh, you know, it, when you have to boil somebody down to a uh, collection of very specific positions on specific hot button issues that uh, 
some Americans care intensely about that sort of obscures a lot of the a lot of the nuance and sort of robs us of the opportunity to uh, understand people as whole human beings. Yeah, and it's it's a demonstration of of how how vapid our tribal politics have, has gotten today. And and on the far left and on the far right, you have these these two sort of flavors of identitarianism, and they they hate each other and they spend all their time attacking the other team. But if you if you put aside those artificial teams for a second and you go visit someone in Eastern Kentucky who is is living the values of, in a lot of ways, of a Bernie Sanders progressive, but he's also living the values in a lot of ways of a, um, a Trump-supporting conservative, it shows you that there, in, in real America, uh, meaning outside of politics, that, that there's a lot of common values that you could find. And, and maybe we could say they're in the middle if we're accepting this left-right thing, but that's that, that was sort of the point. Like there's there's something here that's fundamentally American, fundamentally libertarian. So, uh, you know, the a broader part of the goal here, I sense from the film, is to um, scramble some circuits when it comes to what we understand about ideologies and the practical impact of our behavior in the world and understanding the values that we share. So, and, and that's, I, I think that's, that's part of a larger project of yours, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that in some ways sums up everything that Free the People is, is trying to work on. And, and we say that our, our primary target audience, uh, all of our videos, all of our products are targeting this, this community that I call the Liberty Curious. And they're people that would never use the L word libertarian because they, they may not even know that such an option exists. And to the extent they know it exists, they've you know they've they've heard all of the the rational economic arguments and and you know the the non-aggression principle and all this tribal language that we use in our in our in our little community, but but that misses the 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 broader community that I think is is very interested in these ideas, and the the way you reach them I think is is stories, and 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 particularly if it's a personal story if it's someone that you can relate to. And not only when that person is is fighting under the, the the boot of big government, maybe it's a medical cannabis activist, and we've done some work on that. But it, but in Massey's um, example, he's just a guy trying to live the good life the way he knows it in his part of Kentucky. And I think a lot of people can relate to that quest of of being independent enough to raise your kids and to live your life the way you want to live it. And to me, that's not a liberal or a conservative thing. That's a that's a human thing. Yeah, it's like uh, kill your television. Yeah, uh, you know, turn on, tune in, drop out, uh, and and being able to do that to associate with uh, other parts of society on your terms. Absolutely, and that's a dream. That's a dream that I think well, people who do not know what the word libertarian means would definitely share. Yeah. And and I think you know technology. I, I happen to be a romantic about technology. We you know we complain about the silos and the and the clickbait and all the things that have degraded our public conversation. But but I think we're in the midst of a paradigm shift where you know just a few years ago, top down institutions in media and in politics in corporations and government, um, we were kind of told from a very slim set of options how it was going to be. And there was someone smart that was sort of dictating from the top down. 
as as technology has become ubiquitous, it, it radically democratizes everything, and it, it disintermediates all of these old power structures, and and we've broken from two tribes. Let's sim- let's simplify it and say it used to be you know left versus right to the this multiplicity of of tribes. We're all sort of you know there's the now there's the Trump Trump tribe tribe and the and the establishment Republicans and the Liberty Republicans. Same fights going on amongst Democrats, but. I think it's halfway between where we were and where we're going because the 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 logical endpoint for radical democratization is this beautiful world where young people live in where they curate everything they choose everything they they choose their associations they curate communities and of course they you know they download the music they want to download and and everything they 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 curate their own knowledge when they when they choose what to watch on YouTube and to me, that's a radically libertarian world. And the only way that people can tolerate each other in a world where there's so many tribes, there's not, there's not dozens of tribes, there's millions of tribes, there may be a, a uniqueness of each of us. Um, that has to be the world where we say people should live their own lives as long as they don't hurt people or take their stuff. Right. That is the basic, the kibbeism. Yes. If there, if there is one, that's it. The standard uh, um, translation of, of, Adam Smith's theory of moral sentiments in in a, in a tweet. Right. So, um, wh- where are the biggest failures? This is an co- ongoing conversation, really, among libertarians. So what, you know, the the uh, what I like to joke is that uh, the best way to convince someone to your way of thinking is to loudly call them a statist as often as possible while pointing your finger. And um, of course, that's a joke. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but you know, where do, where do we fall down? Where do people fall down in trying to communicate the idea of liberty as uh, a beautiful and empowering thing? I think we're I think we're not embracing this radical change, this paradigm shift aggressively enough and and that requires a lot of experimentation it requires a, a an understanding that even our old top-down institutions where we used to stand at the lectern and tell people how economics worked and and it explained in very vivid detail how you would reform the education system i think we need to be open to wis- the wisdom of crowds and and technology allows us to really tap into that and to 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 find ways that we can communicate with different types of people that have never used the kind of tribal language that we've used in our little tribe. Um, and I, I realized this about a year and a half ago. I was I was meeting with a bunch of progressives, and it was a closed door meeting off the record. And I had been invited in to participate in what was really a strategy meeting that they were having. And by the end of the meeting, I, I stood up and very respectfully said, uh, with all due respect, I really don't understand what you're saying. They're sp- speaking perfect English, but they had, they had a specialized language that they used that meant nothing to me. And then I came back to my tribe and we did the same damn thing. And I realized it was a very humbling experience. If we want to communi- communicate to people that haven't read all the books we've read, we better be comfortable with with crowdsourcing a common language that that's really more values based than than sort of rational economic argumentation. Right. I've I've heard from uh, you know, various uh, people that well, I just need to read this book, then I'll understand. And then I thought, oh gosh, give me a break. And then I realized, oh my God, I've done that to people. It's yeah. like, oh, you don't you haven't read this book? My goodness. Well, you you just you just can't possibly even engage on this stuff. It's it's walling off your community, and saying, well, you're not 
you're you're not worthy because you haven't done enough to belong to my community. Yeah. And, you know, a practical example of that is, you know, if, if your strategy is handing out copies of, of human action to young people, um, you're, you're going to have a pretty high rate of failure, um, particularly given that, you know, they, they, they consume almost everything they do on, on social media. And, you know, the caricature of that is you only have their attention for 90 seconds. And we certainly do a lot of very short form videos where the, you know, the, the, the first 10 seconds are essential for whether or not you're going to capture their attention for that. But, but there's a counter revolution that's happening primarily on YouTube where, where young people are creating their own curriculums, um, curating um, various uh, documentaries and, 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 and long form podcasts like, uh, like Dave Rubin and, and others that, that, that are very intense and civil conversations amongst smart people um, who sometimes use big words. So the, the, this idea that, that you can't have a serious conversation with young people is ridiculous. And, it, and again, it's all about experimentation. And, it's, and, and it may be about storytelling. It may be about um, your authenticity and your willingness to actually hear what, the, what your opponent is saying. All of these things, I think, matter. And being aware of your own biases. Yeah. And that that's that's a big that's a challenge for absolutely everybody. Um, we're here talking at FeeCon, and um, I was talking with uh, Magat Wade, uh, who is a really fascinating, interesting serial entrepreneur of a lady. And you know, you know, I, I think we agree that among the contributions, broadly speaking, of the left to um, getting to a better understanding, making some people aware of their biases is a really important thing. Yeah, yeah. And they should also be aware of their own biases, yeah. but 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 the the contribution is yes. Caleb Brown has biases, and he needs to think about that more seriously. That's un undoubtedly true. Yeah, and I, I think I think that responsibility, and this would sound like a very libertarian thing to say, that the, the responsibility for understanding that starts with you. When you're trying to listen to someone who's supposedly on the other side of the political spectrum, and I have, we've done this series at Free the People called "Speaking with the Enemy," where well, I'll find um, a progressive that's willing to take a chance by having a conversation with this crazy Tea Party guy called Matt Kibbe, and to see if there isn't, in fact, some common ground. And and you know, "Speaking with the Enemy" is kind of a clickbaity title, but but. But the joke is that, no, we're not going to yell at each other. We're actually going to listen and we're going to engage and we're going to, we're going to disagree, but we're going to do it in a way that, that respects the other person as, as authentic in their beliefs. Matt Kibbe is president of Free the People. We spoke in June. You can subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes, Google Podcasts. And when you think about it, say, Alexa, play the Cato Daily Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 